Possession crucial from this. How much longer will the referee allow? Dublin lead by a point. And there's the whistle. It's over. It's over. We earned it by winning the last two matches on the road, and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in Hurland, I love players that will never give in. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Good morning. Welcome to the RTGA podcast. Mikey Stafford here, joined as I was last week by Motley Crew, Rory O'Neill, Rory O'Neill, Kieran Whelan, and Desi Dolan. Are we all well, gentlemen? Good, Mikey. Good. Not about it, Mikey. Very good. So I um I went down to Ballina Credit Union. I got me five hundred euros. I've hired an agent, <laughs> and uh, he's getting me on the Sunday game next year. I'm looking at a menswear sponsor. I'm I I'm full bore head because I'm clearly. The football expert on this podcast <laughs> out of the four of us i said i was going to crow lads four of us only one man picked her own and it wasn't even close it wasn't even yeah. close yeah, yeah. Spot on, Mikey. Fair yeah. Play. yeah. if i that, if man. i could play the game nearly as well as i could occasionally predict it i'd be flying um it was a hell of a hell of an all-ireland final uh desi it was it went if it, it, it went to script it only went to tyrone's script they were and uh, they, they were phenomenal and as as a very sage football analyst said here last week, uh, being me, um, they have a very clearly defined game plan and they know exactly what they are as a team. And that's that's what they were last Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very enjoyable. Um, they don't do sentiment in Tyrone, really. When it came down to being clinical and do what to do well, they did it really well. Um, they did very similar to the Kerry match in so far as they turned over Mayo quite a bit. Um, I thought Mayo might be a little bit... Kind of thought we might have a bit of a clearer game plan. Um, they were unlucky, I suppose. Mayo needed everything to go right, and they had goal chances that didn't just fall for them or didn't take the opportunities for them. Connor Loftus didn't have much time to adjust his body, but um, I just thought the performance as well. I was behind uh, Niall Morgan for a lot of his kickouts in the second half, and gee, spectacular kickouts. But really, now I think he, I, I was kind of. I was saying that he's some of his 45s and that and kicking were just a little off, but in the final he gave an exhibition. I thought his kicking was really good, and um, from the freeze, um, but also from like really truly that kick that that uh, they got the goal from um, the Darren McCurry goal it was just absolutely phenomenal. Like it was, I must have travelled 80 meters again. Like, um, and the, the ability to do something like that was great. So and like Tyrone, um, they just have like that's the one thing you'd say about new management, um. Like Connor Myler and Kieran McGeary this year have been a revelation. Even the likes of Peter Hart, I'm sure you'd agree, Kieran, that like he changed his style of play. He was very he was rather quiet this year, but very effective in the job he was doing. Like he kind of changed his role. He wasn't masquerading all over the pitch, like he had a clearly defined role, which probably suited him a little bit better. So um fair juice to Tyrone and Brian Duher and Fergal Logan, but like seemed to I think they used the league very much as a learning tool and they got there's some very good performances and some very bad ones. Obviously, the one in June at Elna Killarney where they shipped six goals was the ideal lesson. Imagine thinking when they were on the bus on the way out to the, out Fitzgerald Park, thinking, that's ah, grand, lads. In a few months, we'll win the All-Ireland. Like, <laughs> like, it's phenomenal to just see the turnaround. But, like, it was good because what happened in that situation is that everybody started looking elsewhere for the All-Ireland champions and weren't looking for their own. And that's a, probably a nice way to be. Yeah. Kieran, uh, it, it's... We, I find there's always there's always a rush after an All Ireland final to say, um, oh well, could this be the start of a dynasty, etc. Maybe it's it's maybe it's the influence of the Dubs and Kilkenny. Like once Limerick had won their first, people were asking would they win a second. It was the same with Galway. Um, 
Tyrone, I'm not quite hearing that, um, but I think we're, we are talking perhaps about a more democratic time in football and perhaps maybe not just in, in who wins the All-Ireland, but how they go about winning it. You know, the everyone said, the you know, how the dubs play is the blueprint. And if you don't play this style of football, you know, you're not going to be at anything. Tyrone don't, didn't play a Dublin style of football. They played very much a Tyrone style of football, which has been kind of finessed a little bit. But um it's nice to see that there is that there isn't just one size that fits all, perhaps. Yeah, and, and you know, it's a narrative that always gets overplayed when a team wins, or they can win two or three and stuff like that. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest advantages for Tyrone this year was probably the route that they had. And you know, you reflect back in the year and you know, Kerry weren't really well tested at all in Munster, you know, Dublin Leinster was a waste of time, you know. Um Mayo even cruised through Connacht to a Connacht final where Tyrone were faced, you know, had to face Cavan, had to face Donegal, you know, had to face Monaghan, Kerry, Mayo. So they've done it the hard way. And I think, you know, that stood to them big time uh, because they had been through the mill in a few games. They, they weren't spectacular in 70 minutes of all their games. They went through phases, 15, 20 minutes in some games where they looked, you know, distinctly average in the second half against Monaghan and even the third quarter last week. You know, they got the goal, but I think Peter Hart's point after 20 minutes of the second half, like there was a period there where you were kind of going, who really wants to take this home, lads? Who really wants to win it? But I think, in fairness to them, they struck a brilliant balance in their game and they were allowed to do that because they had the game time to do it. Um, they realised defensively, man-to-man, you know, wasn't their game plan and they needed to get support back. Um, they needed to get a plus one or a plus two. They're excellent at... They're excellent at identifying a situation when somebody's in trouble and has lost kind of control of the ball and they get a second or third man in. Or if any, if, even if you know, any time a male fella hit his knees, there were all up, two or three lads were in straight away. They protect that scoring zone very, very well. But they married it, I think, with, with a good balance to their attacking game. And, you know, they, they were, when, when the opportunity was there to kick the ball, they kicked it and they took risks even kicking it. Um, and, and, and even, you know, their two goals, I suppose, the Conor Myler floater ball, you know, he, he identified McShane was in there, had a height advantage. He basically stuck one in the air and um, a great floater pass. And it was difficult for Oshie and Mullen probably to defend against. And he should have came out, took man ball. But that combined with the use of their long kick out where they take, 11 12 guys out of the equation it puts them in, in a brilliant attacking platform they've been trying that all year they were trying that against Donegal you know it's been part of their plan you know as Desi said Morgan to me was man of the match I thought in my view I thought he just was brilliant in terms of how he controlled it he played that extra man at the defence he came out when they needed it it kind of stopped Mayo from going for that aggressive kind of press at times because he was the overlap um, his kickouts were, were were absolutely top drawer, and then when he got his forty fives and his frees, he nailed them as well. You know, I, and I, and we know people talk about Mayo like missing three or four goal chances. One of those was stopped, was saved by Morgan, and the others. Friendly. He was a huge influence in that. He's a big man. He fills his goal, and yeah. you know he makes people go for the corner, and they yeah. they miss when they go for the corner. Absolutely, absolutely. So he, I, I thought, I thought he was excellent. So yeah, they just they struck a balance to their game plan. And I think they were served greatly by getting four or five tough games to be, you know, you look you look at Kerry even and you look at, okay, what's going on this week? We might talk about that or whatever. But, you know, Kerry haven't been road tested at all. You know, they haven't had, you know, okay, Dublin in 2019, they were caught in the Munster final last year. 
and they kind of cruised to a semi-final this year. Like, there's no, no one has asked any questions of them. They're, they're not, they're not hardened battles. They haven't had to dig out of results. They haven't had to show resilience to, to dig one out of the fire. Um, you know, that being able to recover from 20, 25 minutes of poor football, that, that's the weakness in Kerry at the moment. So I think while we, well, well, while at the start of the year, we look at the Ulster Championship and we say it's a huge disadvantage because they have a tougher road. Absolutely, they have a tougher road. But the team that comes through it, you know, and gets to Crow Park is generally in a, in, in, in a good place. And I think that's stood to Tyrone big time. Yeah. So just as well, Rory, then the special Congress on the 22nd of October, they're... Uh... The mood music now is that they're not going to do away with the provincial championships and we're probably going to go back to either the Super 8s format or the pre-Super 8s format. Um, that's nothing confirmed. That just seems to be what the Jungle Drums are saying at the moment. And as a certain wise, sage football pundit, we have a few of them on here, uh, said several months ago, Rory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it You've already gone down the I told you so route, so I won't <laughs> jump on that bandwagon as well. But I'll go on, um, it's fun. It's, it's yeah, yeah, no, I did, I did. Look, I did mention that I, I felt that people were getting a bit carried away with the potential for change and that the change was going to happen, and I wasn't sure. And we'd mentioned that there were three options on the table. There was option one, two, and the third option was no change, and I still think that that's the most likely outcome. Um, the, the GPA have thrown their lot behind uh, the, uh, the league, league championship the league. link up, so that's that one's screwed but anyway. Then, but, then, but, but, then, <laughs> but then, but then, what happens to the league? You know, um, like the t- the problem with the two formats that are as they are being proposed is they're both very flawed in their own rights. And the interesting thing about it is, like, they'll put the first two formats to the floor, both of which won't get the sixty percent, I'd imagine, and then it'll be back to the old format where they'll say, right, will we go to pre-COVID format, which includes the Super 8s? If that gets rejected, then it's uh, it's the old, old format that will be put before the floor, which is one back door, and then the old quarterfinals, um, except with a Talchin Cup thrown into the mix. And I was actually looking at the, the, um, the potential draws for next year, and that means Leinster versus Munster, which all things being equal, let's be perfectly honest, as things stand, that's Dublin versus Kerry. So you could you could very well end up in a situation where Mayo could end up back in an All Ireland final in 2022, and I don't think I could cope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could cope, but I mean, I don't know what they. I was actually looking there. I mean, they're getting so much they're getting so much stick uh, from different quarters about losing, and I think there's an awful lot of people. I suppose this stage they're kind of beyond sympathy. They're beyond you know, criticism, they're beyond disappointment. I think at this stage, it really is an element of despair with them. But at the same time, I was kind of looking and, I mean, I come from a county that has an equally bad record in All-Ireland Finals. So I was actually just looking at it very briefly this morning before we came on. 87, 88, 93, 99, 07 and 09 in football. So that's six. And then hurling was 92, 03, 06, 13 and 21. So that's 11 All-Ireland Finals Cork have lost in the same, in the same period. In exactly the same period. The only difference is between Cork and Mayo in that time is Cork. You won a few. <laughs> won a few. And I think that's just a very big difference. big difference, Roy. It is a big difference. <laughs> I, I do accept that. I do accept that. And it was just, I suppose, Saturday, a, way, a fella said to me before the match, I asked him to call it, and he said, and it's just stuck with me, he said, Tyrone will win. And I said, why? Because they'll find a way to win and Mayo will find a way to lose. 
And that's it's when you when when you kind of boil it down to that, it's just I mean, I don't like you mentioned earlier there, Mikey, in relation to Tyrone and the fact though that apparently they have all the answers. Like they only scored four points in the second half. They didn't kick one single score from play in the second half. They didn't get their first point in the second half until the 67th minute. Three minutes to go in normal time before they kicked their first point of the second half from any score, any type of score. And the four scores they got were two fisted points, a mark and a, and a mark from Peter Hart, and a free from Niall Morgan. Like this wasn't two fisted you know, goals. Yeah, the goals yeah. obviously were massive. Yeah. Like, but Mayo had their goal chances too. Uh, like. I wouldn't necessarily say Tyrone stumbled over the line because they didn't. They look like when you watch the game back that they were always in control and they were always going to be able to have enough. But Mayo definitely, I think there's, I think Mayo lost this in, in a way that will hurt them. This will scar Mayo football a lot more than I think the hiding that Cork took in that hurling, I would imagine. Yeah, I think, I think you're right, Robbie. Like, we've sat, I suppose, on Sunday game many a time over the last 10 years and the question was asked can Mayo come back and can Mayo come back and fair play to them they always come back um, they always do yeah and and you know in the build up to the final you just even last year's final I know it was a winter final but it was very low key and the sense was it was a free shot for Mayo and it kind of it was under the radar stuff and they came in okay Dublin won by five points but there was a huge amount of euphoria this year particularly after the Dublin match and maybe mm. Dublin carry out of the way there was a sense that their time had come and, and it's very, very difficult, I suppose, for the players to avoid all that. And, you, you, you know, we, we spoke about this team coming in with no baggage. Well, now they have baggage, I suppose. They've just put the baggage on their back going forward. Um, and it's, I think this one, you know, when people say there's very little sympathy for them, this is probably the time they need sympathy because this one was going to hurt, hurt badly um, because it's that type of game where, that kind of game where you can't get out of bed for a few days and when you look back on the video you will absolutely eat you because they will look at the chances they look at the opportunities the key moments in the game that could have been turning points um the this concession of the two goals now said last week they apart from the double match they've been conceding an average of two goals and that's been a big problem with this mayo team and if you're not getting them at the other end you're in trouble um so i think it's a real step back moment for James Horan to kind of really say, well, where, where do we go from here? Do we need to look at our, 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 our game plan? Do we need to look at our structure? Are we defensively solid enough? Are we too attack minding? Uh, do we leave ourselves exposed too much too often at the back? Um, do we, does he need to find a new forward, new, new, new forward plan? They lacked any sort of direction up front. Uh, you know, they, they, to me, looking at them in the first half, their plan was to get the kick out away as quick as possible, move the ball as quick as possible and get it into the forward line before Tyrone had a chance to reset. But they had no structure in getting it into the forward line. And when they did get, you know, they didn't kick it that much. And when they did go for a short kick pass, they had no second phase runner, they had no support players coming. So um, I think tactically they're a little bit naive, but I do think this one is going to, I agree with you, Rory, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt badly. Um, and it's, and, and it's, it's going to be a difficult one to recover from. Desi, I suppose like, yeah, the one, yeah, Desi, the one thing that, that might save them is the fact that it is a very young team and only a few of them, a few old stalwarts, have tasted defeat more than once before this. Now, those guys have, have tasted defeat seven times. 
uh, or have been in seven finals, and that's that's going to sting. But the, the the bulk of this team are young, and oh. they 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 haven't quite been bet down by the hammer of history. Oh, they'll, as be much. Back. they'll be back. <laughs> they will be back. It's not sure. Yeah. They'll be they back, be back yeah. and they'll come with their uh, look. To be honest, um, coming into the game, just kind of felt maybe it was their time, but. Jeannie Mac, um, you have to wonder now, wouldn't you? Really, like, mm. um, I would be concerned. I, I, I was very impressed. I said this last week about James Horn and the camp and Kieran McDonald's in there. It looks like a great camp to be involved with. He tried forty-one players this year. Forty-one players. Um, I suppose really for me, if you took Lee Keegan out of that side, um, he was immense. I thought. Mayo one, I would have put him in place for popular year. He thought he was immense, but Lee Keegan is not getting any younger. And if you take him out of that side, I think I do think it'll affect him badly. Aidan O'Shea obviously isn't getting any younger, and obviously he's carrying a lot of baggage now. Kevin McLaughlin is a player that I liked over the years, but again, he's put a lot of mileage. And then Colin Boyle was on the panel and never got a game all year. Um, you see, I suppose what you need, ultimately, what you need, it's critical, is forwards, and you need quality and. Probably while they have all the athletic ability in the world and they have a good squad of players, they are short on a couple of players. I think the only thing that's the only thing that's will have them back is so far as that can Galway get up to a level where they're going to actually fulfill their potential and challenge them? Because I do think really it's between Galway and Mayo now and Connacht for the next few years. I think Roscommon have dipped off a little bit. That's a squad of players that have come through and they've been there 10 years and they've probably, they've probably gone a bit stale. It'll be interesting to see how they progress. But Mayo, if night follows day, Mayo will be back at some stage with the belief that they might do it. But um, I suppose you would have to imagine that the Kerry team going forward, when they get their act together, get a bit of steel into that team somewhere. I don't know where the steel is going to come from, but they need to get something into it. Um, Dublin, while they lost, they're, they're going to be back in the mix again. Like They're going to be hurting as well. So it'll be very interesting. I actually think, Desi, Desi I think in one sense... That defeat that Dublin experienced could be the, one of the most dangerous things that's happened in the championship for the next couple of years. Yeah. Because I think that could that could be like that that defeat could be very much like the Tygog Murphy last minute goal for Cork against Kerry in Parky Cueve in nineteen eighty three. Um and then Kerry went on and won another after winning four in a row, went on and won another three in a row after that. And I, 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 I would expect Dublin to be back. They're the, very thin on the ground, though, Wheelow, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I think certainly Dublin, there's no doubt Dublin will be there or thereabouts yeah. and will compete next year. And, you know, listen, they were, they, were, they were caught on a bad day and had a very, very bad second half. And I think if Dublin, the, the, for me, the key thing is they have to, they have to start playing with a little bit more risk. Um, and less conservative and back themselves. As There's no question about Desi walking away, is there, Will? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. Uh, I don't. I don't think so, Mikey. I, I think it's about regrouping and saying, yeah, you know, we, we do have to. <coughs> you know, maybe he might make tweaks to his backroom team, um, and and particularly maybe up front within the within the forward unit, they lack that cutting edge. They weren't playing with any sort of risk. The too much conservatism when it kicked in. They were retaining possession. Teams had kind of sussed them out beginning to know how to deal with them. So I think he I think he's a fair bit of work to do and they will be competitive. They could get Mannion back. Brilliant. That would give them a huge impetus. No, I don't think that Jack McCaffrey highly unlikely. But the biggest challenge Rory for me, long term looking three or four years time is, you know, 
is, is kind of finding new players uh, and bringing new players into the equation. And that was one thing Jim Gavin was very good. He found one or two every year. And, and yeah, the, the age profile of Dublin has. Yeah, and you have, you have, you have, you have Mick, Mick, Mick Fitz, you've got James McCarthy come to the twilight of their careers. Johnny Cooper. Johnny Cooper, Dean Rock. You know, Stephen Cluxton. Yes, they have a couple more years left. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I think Dublin's challenge is going to be, you know, uh, mixing up their game plan and, and they're going to have to find two or three players. And I think in the league next year, he's going to have to throw guys in there and, 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 and take risks and try and bet a few new players in and see what he can get out of them and try and transition, I suppose, quickly and find two or three that he can trust for championship. Yeah. Fairness to Desi, he took on a team that had just got stale. Like, if you keep on winning, like, the prize for the Tyrone players last weekend to win in their All-Ireland was absolutely unbelievable and the motivation to do it. But if you're telling Dublin players that have five, six or seven All-Ireland medals, come on, lads, we want to go again and all this, like, the likes of James McCarthy, like, you just drop back five or 10% and that five or 10% brings you back to the pack and the appetite and you're, and like, Desi Farrell comes in and says, lads, I need more from you. And it was just not there this year. They just looked like a tired team. Yeah. Um, Many of Kerry, Mikey, the Farce and Kerry, you know, where we can all apply for the job in the next couple of weeks. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, very odd. it's like they missed a press, press release before that press release. They, they, they do. We were we were slagging um, Eamon Fitzmaurice here a couple of weeks saying how we reckoned he was lined up for the Kerry job about two years before he got it. And it's all very neat and tidy and everything is coordinated down there. Well, they're, they're certainly proving me wrong now this time because uh, this, this seems like a bit of a shambles and, you know, Jack O'Connor quitting Kildare, which made everybody raise their eyebrows, and now they've gone and told um, told the sitting manager that he can reapply for his job if he wants to. It's <laughs> it, it's you you must be enjoying it, Rory, looking over the fence. <laughs> well, right, look, whoever goes in there, they're going to be in a very healthy place. To be honest, I don't think Kerry need a huge amount to fix. No, they need a stopper. Good. They need a stopper at six. And they like I thought um, Jason Foley actually had a brilliant chair at fullback, and he's not natural fullback at all. And I think he solved the big problem for them there. Their biggest issue is a stopper at number six, lads running down the middle, um, which they haven't really had. Probably going back to the Mike McCarthy days or Seamus Minehan, they haven't had that stopper that just that grit in the middle of their defence. But if they like they can if they can coax Peter Crowley or. They could, they'll, they'll find someone. Trust me, they'll, 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 there'll be no flies on Kerry. Um, they'll be in the All-Ireland semi-final next year, 100%. It's all very nice and all very open. Like, when you think of that Kerry team hmm. that will win All-Irelands with Tomas, uh, Paul Galvin, like, geez, the drag it down, Thomas Sullivan, like, they hmm. have very good game management and they're very good leaders on the pitch and it looks a team devoid of leaders at the minute. Mm. Like, take, I know you have Clifford and Sean O'Shea, who's just exceptional. At the other end of the field, you're missing. But, the, the like, there's just, but like, there's, there's like the problems are arriving, but the lads but are I, dealing but, with the problems as it happens on the pitch. And it, like, but, but I also, Desi, I also think, though, and this, this is a problem that pertains to Cork, and I think it's a problem that is applicable to Munster football and football, we'll say, south of the M50 in general. I think a lot of teams down the... Like, the game has changed a lot. We're still playing a sort of a happy, clappy football where we're all, you know, ah, we'll I'll mark you and you mark him and away we go. Like, the game is so much more different now. Um, and I think, by and large, thanks that's, that is thanks to 
I would say, Ulster universities and Ulster teams in general. They've forced people to think more about how to set themselves up, how to engage in the tackle, you know, how to get in there with that nearly foul, but just get away with it as well at the same time. Like, they're brilliant at it. It's a fantastic skill that they have. Like, oh, nice I think you're playing against them. No, I know, I know, I know, but but, <laughs> but right on your edge, you're right. But, on the edge but, 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 I, but I think, but I think Munster teams, Cork and Kerry, Kerry, maybe nice. to a lesser extent, but certainly any teams that are looking to try and get up that level just aren't at just, just don't really understand the terms of engagement that are now being officiated and how to get in with this, mm-hmm. how to, how to engage on that level. And I think that's, that's ultimately where Tyrone's all Ireland success was built upon. Go on, Willa. Yeah. I, I think from a Kerry perspective, I think all the ingredients are there, lads. I think the reason, yeah. Yeah. you know, if, 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 it's a job that lots of people would want uh, because I think there's only tweaks and yeah, they do might have to find that hard edge, but I think that's something that they can certainly work and solve and a new manager can, can, can bring little subtle changes like that to their, to, to the, to their game plan. You know, Kerry for me are a team that are, are like the talent there is incredible. So you, you would imagine, you know, there's plenty. You're applying for the job, Wheelow. Yeah. <laughs> you'd imagine I'm going to apply <laughs> uh, but you like you would imagine down there that's why Jack O'Connor I'm sure that's why Jack O'Connor sees this as a massive yeah. opportunity and thinks yeah the, you know yeah, I'm onto something here if I, if I go back and I do it uh, likewise maybe Eamon Fitz they could maybe get back into the equation I'd say they want Donny Buckley maybe to come back down yeah. the road from Monaghan as well so there's probably a lot of noise going on in the background but it's amazing how the county board didn't at least sit down with Peter Keane and say, right, let's have a review of the three years. Where are you at? What are your plans? What are you looking at? Like the, the process they've gone about is, is mm. kind of, dis- it's disrespectful to him, I think. But it's a vicious deserves- environment, Wheelow. I mean, yeah, he deserves, he deserves a bit more. I get that. I know it's three years yeah. and he hasn't won out, but, you know, simple basic respect that you, you know, you, you go about the process in, in an appropriate manner. You know what I mean? If they're not, if they don't want him as manager, at least deal with it in the right yeah. way. But a general yeah. advertisement out there, you know, that you can reapply for the job. Don't, I don't get that. Yeah. Um, yeah I think fi- it's Jack O'Connor that is getting a free ticket here. Like, how do he just walk away from Kildare like that? Mm. Like, uh, yeah, having like committed a few weeks disrespect, earlier. Like, it is right. You've no other, chance anyway. And the, and, the, and, the other, and the other aspect there, the one thing, I mean, look, he's an excellent manager. He's actually done a really good job with Kildare, to be fair, right? But the one thing for me is, if Kerry end up having to go for Jack O'Connor Mark Three, what does that say? You know, like they don't seem to have a succession plan this time. They really have been caught in the hop to a certain degree. Like the, there's no obvious candidate screaming out down there. Yeah, it's true. Having uh, having had that kind of have it all tied up so neatly the last few times, um, they've clearly forgotten what to do when they don't have a, have a candidate ready. Before we finish, as I just wanted to, I was well. It was in my head anyway, but Niall McCoy wrote a very interesting piece about the 1991 Down All-Ireland winners for the for the RT website and um, just about how, you know, they kind of, they broke the dam. They were the first, the first, first Ulster winners since the, this when, when was it, 60s? And how they, um, they, they kind of, they laid the path for those behind them, you know, obviously 92, 93, 94 with Derry and Donegal mm-hmm. and down yeah, again. Yeah. Um, it's been a while now since you're going back to the start of the last decade for the for the last Ulster champion Desi, and you just wonder as Wheelow kind of detailed at the start there, there there are four or five teams now in Ulster who probably consider themselves all on a par. You know, Armagh probably should have beaten Monaghan. Monaghan could have beaten Tyrone. Donegal should nearly win Ulster every year if you read the predictions before the before the tournament starts. Um, 
if they, you know, whoever, whoever comes out of Ulster and now there's going to be a back door next year. So whoever kind of gets a couple of wins under their belt in Ulster and goes into the qualifier system, like they re- there does seem to be like some powerhouses group building up there. Ah, well, Ulster, as Karen pointed out there, how strong the province is. Um, I suppose you look at it, a team that's exciting me the last little while, but have not really pushed on to the level I thought they would is Armagh. Certainly with Kieran McGinney and three Kierans. I don't know if Kieran Donnie's staying on with that job, but in terms of management team, it looks like quite solid. Um, and just Kieran McGinney himself, I always enjoyed his company. I always thought he was a great um, person to be involved with. So I'd imagine it's a good setup, very professional. Donegal, look at how much more can they squeeze out Michael Murphy is a concern. Um, equally, Monaghan and Conor McManus, like they're two game changers, to be honest. Like and. They really put the miles on the clock, so it'll be interesting to see where they go. Um, I was actually surprised with Tyrone when I looked at the panel. Um, they're quite young. Mm. I have Tiernan McCann at 30, and Matty Donnelly at 30, and I think Niall Morgan is at 30. The rest of them are mid-20s, um, which is just gives you an indication that they will be around for a long time. And I think um, looking at the performance and the strength and conditioning, some of the players, <coughs> and the, like they're a team now that have set themselves up really well for the next couple of years. But... The only thing was goals saved in the two games, like the Kerry three goals and then the two goals in the final. They the limited off them goals, which is opportunistic, I suppose, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, Wheelow, do you, but obviously, accepting the obvious uh, talents in, in Dublin and in Kerry and, and in Mayo, which is to say, we, we actually have, like, we're, we're looking forward to a genuine All Ireland uh, Championship next year, with all, hopefully. And, um, the Tyrone win, like down in 91, should give a lot of confidence to those other teams in Ulster who, as I said, oh, absolutely, cigarette absolutely. paper between them. Yeah, absolutely. They'll all believe that they're, 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 in, they're part of the game now, along with, you know, Mayo, Galway, Dublin, <coughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Kerry, you know, I wouldn't say Cork have entered that space yet, Rory, but no. uh, they're a little Jesus. bit behind. But uh, I think the great thing, Mike, about next year is, you know, you know, we've had two straight knockout championships, you know. Uh, we've had very damn squids of provincial football. Like, we forget. We've had, we had a great end to the championship yeah. with two semifinals and a final, but we forget what the first six, seven weeks were like, you know. Apart from the games in Ulster, it was, it was awful stuff. Uh, and it were lopsided games. And, and it's, okay, it's sad to think that that's the direction we're heading back because I think the provincial system for me is dead on its feet. Um, we'll, and Wheeler, and Wheeler, Wheeler, sorry to cut across you because I think it's an, just an important point to make. What you're going to have next year, the hurling run robin is going to be back. So the hurling lads are going to be flaking seven kinds of lumps out of each other. It's going to be blockbuster match after blockbuster match in all the earlier rounds. It's going to be hurling, hurling, hurling. It's going to be, you know, Cork versus uh, Limerick, Limerick versus. Uh, Watford, uh, Galway versus Kilkenny, week after week after week, building and building. Meanwhile, in football, you're going to have Kerry versus Clare, probably in the first round, 20-point hiding. Yeah, and, and what I was going to say, Rory, obviously, Sorry. next year we do have the qualifiers, you know. But again, if we'll be realistic about the qualifiers, they, don't, they only heat up till round three or round four. Now, obviously, the Talton Cup is going to take, have a different dynamic if that goes ahead. So that, will, that should you know, possibly freshen up the quality in the qualifiers and stuff like that. So it is going to open up opportunity for teams to get a bit of a run and 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 the importance of winning a provincial championship next year, you know, mightn't be, you know, 
it won't be as important to some kind. Like there was this year, all bets were off. It was one 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 day or out. You know what I mean? So it changes the dynamic of pl- the planning, and particularly up in Ulster, Mikey. You know what mm. I mean? Because we've seen so many times, so often uh, teams come through the back door into the qualifiers and getting into a quarter final and going down that route. You know what I mean? So there is a di- there will be a different dynamic to the football championship next year, even though it's disappointing that we it appears uh, we haven't made radical changes that were really freshen it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, it's, it's... Yeah, and, that, and that's, and that's, that's, sorry, Mikey, just before we go, and that's it. Like it w- it will be a different dynamic, but only a small bit different, really. You know, like uh, you're going to have the Talchin Cup where they also ran to get shunted <laughs> into and you will Jeez, have... that's very appealing there, Rory. I know, I know. But like, it's just, I... I just got a sense that look, there was an appetite for change. Oh, big we're time! We're going to get, we're going to get the special congress. It's shocking to think they won't change, Rory. The one thing, and the one thing I would say on it is the GAA in general, right, have been criticised a lot in the past for being slow to change. I'm not so sure I go along with that. They have been radical when they've wanted to be. The Super Eights was very radical. They made some big rule changes were quite radical. They needed to tailor the whole thing when COVID hit. Like they can be radical when they want to be and they can, the, the pace of change can be quite quick when they really want it to be. I think the biggest problem with the change that is required is for all its good parts is the Ulster Championship. I think the other three provinces would quite happily renege and release and, and let, their, let their provincial championships go I think Ulster is the actual stumbling block here, by and large, to affect the concern change for me in all of this, Rory, is someone that would be affected by you know Division Three, Division Four, you yeah. know, all up to every two and out. Like it's really, it's a problem for us is that we can't compete any year. So young lads aren't exactly motivated to get involved with county teams right now. But like, if there's no change this year, when's it on the table again? So it's more of the same for a long time. Twenty-four, yeah, 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 yeah. They are. It is planned to come in a lot faster than we think. But like the problem will be the provincial councils, provincial championships moving those. Look, we all know the provincial championships. There's a, it's a very, it's very simple. The provincial championships are pre-season competitions. You run the league. And then when you get to your all Ireland championships, it's 16 teams in the, in the senior and 16 teams in the intermediate. It's very, very simple. The formula works in the hurling. It works in everything. It works works at club level. It works everywhere. It works everywhere. But but it's getting to that stage is the problem. I think the mindset of county county boards has to change. You have to do something for themselves. Like they'll go Mm. up and vote to keep the thing the same. And they're the counties that are being affected. But sure, what crowds are they getting to a lot of these provincial championship matches anyway? You know, bar the finals. And I still think you'll probably get big crowds if they're pre-season, under lights, market it differently. I still think there'll be an appetite there for that. But... It's when we get there. I think I think we'll come back to this around twenty uh, second of October, Independence Day. Well, maybe maybe we'll all meet up in the same room with no masks to do a podcast, or maybe not. Anyway, we'll leave it at that for this week. Thanks, Desi, Kieran, and Rory. And uh, look, we'll catch you all again soon. Thanks, Thanks very much. Guys. Goodbye. Cheers, guys. by winning the last two matches on the road and that's not going to be taken away from us. What I love in hurling, I love players that will never give in. He hits it, he hits it, it's over the bar!